This podcast is proudly brought to you by Sky Racing and Inglis, number one in its field. You can understand the curiosity of Sydney punters and racing fans when the name of J. Van Overmeer first appeared in the jockey's ranks. He had a French Christian name and what appeared to be a Dutch surname. Where did he come from? What was his background? They were the questions being freely asked as the young jockey began to ride an occasional winner. His first winner was our brown-eyed gal for trainer Gary Clark at the Sapphire Coast just over two years ago. 152 winners later and Jean Van Overmeer at 24 years of age is fully accepted by punters and trainers as a very capable jockey still enjoying the luxury of a two kilo claim. His journey through life has been a fascinating one and well worth exploring on the podcast. Good morning Jean Van Overmeer. Good morning John. John, your dad, Guy, is of Belgian stock. I've just got to work out your background here. Your mother, Marty, is a native of South Africa, and South Africa is where you were born and reared. What was your hometown? It was um, it was is a is a place called Bloemfontein, just in in Free Free State. Um, I actually grew up on the on a farm on a farm just on the outskirts of Bloemfontein, on um on a the farm there. Um, but you yeah, know, it was, it was Bloemfontein. It's a great, it's a great town. Um, not not a, a massive town, but it's, it was it was a nice nice place to live. You grew up on a farm, as you said, and you did have contact with horses from an early age. You knew what a bridle looked like. <laughs> yes. Well, um, at 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 that stage, I actually actually made made my own my own bridles on my on my little ponies with um, bale twine. Mm. And um, I used that as a bridle, but I had, I had a couple of little ponies on the on the farm, and um, that's sort of how oh. I learned to ride of bareback and a bridle that was self-made by me. Um, so is, that's how I started. That's how I learned how to ride. Jean, I think you did a little show jumping back then. I did. Um, probably, I probably started show jumping at probably around the age of 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 eight or nine nine years of age um competed in a few competitions um had a little bit of success but nothing great it was more of just a just a hobby and something to fill fill my time and just sort of just to 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 build on 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 my my horse knowledge um and just interact on a on a bit bit more of a professional level i suppose yep was there any racing background at all on either side of the family? No, not at all. Um, no racing background. My my grandfather on on mum's side was had had an interaction with horses, and he he did show jumping himself. Um, but at the same same, it, it was just it was just for a bit of fun. It was nothing serious. Um, that's probably that might be where I get the connection from with horses. Mm. Um, as far as racing goes, um, there was no, there's no background in the family whatsoever. You have one older brother. Does he have any interest in racing? No, not at all. Um, he's actually a farmer. He works on the farm in England. Mm. 
Um, he's a he's a he's a manager of of one of the one of the big farms in England. So now I'm the only one in the, in, the, in the family. You were 12 years old when the family made that rather dramatic move to England. And what brought that move on, John? Was it a job opportunity for your dad? It was. Um, I think I think Dad actually went over in two thousand and and four. Um, it might have been two thousand and three, even. Mm. Um, and because of 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 Dad's na- nature of job, um, he moved to England. Um, and the the company he was working for in South Africa sent him overseas, and and that place was to, ended up to be England. Um, and then it ended up to be a, a, a permanent job in England. So um, Dad was there for two years and we, we went over in 2006. Mum and Dad sort of made the decision to, to pack up in, in South Africa and just move to England permanently. You settled in Suffolk County, very close to the thriving Newmarket Training Centre. I can imagine you were quickly drawn to that. Yeah, it was... Um, it was, a, it was a little. It was a small village called Red Lodge. Um, it's it's literally ten minutes, five minutes from from Newmarket, um, which is as as you just said, John, is the heart of 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 racing in, in England. Um, and it it uh, very quickly I was in Newmarket watching the horses on the gallops there, um, and uh, and it just it was just a snowball effect from there. Yeah, took great interest from it. Your very first experience was actually work experience at one of the Newmarket stables. Yes, it was. Um, I was at school when we had to do the work experience, and um, I already had a part-time job at at the stables. Um, but once I sort of, I was very keen and very um, eager to to learn about the about the industry. So I thought I might as well just do the do my work my work experience two week work experience full time where I'm doing part time just weekends. So I did my my two weeks two weeks at at the trainer called Michael Jarvis, um, who sadly passed away now. But he um he he certainly looked after me and and taught me a lot. You know um he looked he certainly looked after me and it was a great time. Just to just to learn the basics, mm. to say the least. Well, Michael Jarvis's foreman, uh, Roger Varian, took over that stable when Michael passed away, and that's the man to whom you became apprenticed, Roger Varian. You had fifteen race rides in England, John, for one winner at a place called Wolverhampton, and I'll bet you can remember every step of that race. <laughs> I can, I can. Um... It was actually, um, it was. I think it was about nine o'clock at night. Um, and to tell you a funny, a funny story, um, Roger Varian was the, tra- the head trainer at the time, and David Eustace, the who's in partnership with Kieran Ma at the moment, mm. he was he was assistant trainer to Roger Varian at the time, and David Eustace took me to Wolverhampton um, that night. Um, and he came with me. Um, so it was actually, it's actually a little funny story how um, David Hughes is over here and I'm over here now as well. But no, I can certainly remember the whole 
the entire race, every every part of it. Um, it was nine o'clock at night. It was it was pouring down of rain. Um, luckily, it just stopped before we jumped in the race. Um, and uh, the horse did all the work for me. He, I just <laughs> had to. He he actually he actually steered me in the right direction rather than the, the other way around. <laughs> you're being you're being too modest, John. I'll get you to stand by there for just a moment. We're going to throw to a commercial break on our podcast. Back in one moment. 2019 English Select Yearling Sales Series is almost upon us, with close to 3,000 yearlings to be offered through the Southern Hemisphere's number one equine auction house. Catalogues for the Sydney Classic Yearling Sale and the Melbourne Premier Sale are now available online at english.com.au and in hard copy, while the Easter Preview magazine featuring almost 500 world-class pedigrees is also ready for your perusal. 1,013 horses will be offered at the Classic Sale, beginning at the Riverside Stables on the night of Saturday, February the 9th, directly after the English race day at Warwick Farm. In a stunning catalogue, there are relations to 76 stakes winners, including eight group winners, and the progeny of 103 stakes winning mares, including 10 group one winners. Riverside Stables will be hosting sheer quality at the 2019 Classic Yearling Sale. My special guest on the podcast is jockey Jean Van Overmeer, and we've just finished discussing Jean's earliest beginnings with a trainer called Roger Varian at Newmarket in Great Britain. Now, Jean, a South African Mike de Kock was based at Newmarket, and he was looking after horses that were in quarantine before being moved on to Dubai. And it was Mike who changed the course of your life with some advice, didn't he? Yes. Um, Mike, he, he, he certainly took me under his wing, to say the least. You know, um, uh, he, he taught me a, a great deal. Um, he gave me a lot of advice throughout the time I was working for him. Um, which was great, you know, and and it was it was it, it was just a, a massive learning learning curve for me working for Mike. Arguably, he's one of one of the 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 bigger and better better trainers in 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 the world, and he has he has runners all over the place. So it was, it was fantastic to work alongside him. Well, it was he who suggested you should go to Dubai. And forget all about race riding for a while. Uh, he said you should concentrate wholly and solely on track work, and it was a long time before you rode in a race again. Yeah, he's um, he 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 didn't so so to speak suggest to completely forget about it. It was sort of my choice. Um, oh. It was it was me. It was I that that thought um, race riding just sort of wasn't for me. Um, and I need to move away from it. That's pr- and that's why I approached Mike to um, to go work for him. To because I knew I was going to pick up a lot of experience, but I was almost pursuing a path in um, in a racing manager or, or a, an assistant trainer. Not necessarily for Mike, mm-hmm. but just because I knew I would. He's he's got a great team behind him, and I would I would have learned an awful lot working for for him. Um, so I was sort of more more pursuing a path in that direction. Um, 
it wasn't actually till a few years later working for him I thought to myself I was going to get give race riding another go. Yeah. Well, you started off with a nine-month stint in Dubai, riding a lot of work. Yeah, I am. Um, I he, it was obviously the the carnival in Dubai, and and Mike had a lot of horses over there. Um, so it was great to ride all all these top class horses for him, riding a lot of gallops with top class jockeys and and so on. Um, and he, you know, it was it, it was great getting it was great picking all the jockeys' brains over there and mm. and just seeing how how Mike goes goes about his track work. Um, and then just coming back to the stables and seeing how 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 they do things in the stables, mm. um, how they how how the how he operates back back in the stables and what he does to his horses and take care of them and um and look after them so i thought every 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 part of my of the experience with mike was just a massive learning curve and i was i i I, i'm very thankful for it you went to hong kong as well for a short time i think you had nine months in dubai at the first attempt then off to hong kong for three months and more track work. Yeah, well, I I travelled to Hong Kong with um, one of Mike's Mike's horses, um, a horse called Variety Club. He actually went on and and won the um, the Champion Mile over there. Um, uh, yeah, I I sort of I sort of just I was there with with a couple of horses and I did I rode them track work um, again good experience seeing how how what what he did with, with his horses leading up to those those big high profile races um again like i said it was it was it was just very 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 good to see how he how he prepares those good horses for those high high class races and then after a 3 month stint in hong kong you went back to dubai for another 6 months and during that time, John, you met a man called Jack Bruce, who was racing manager for Sydney trainer Bjorn Baker. And he must have suggested to you that if ever you should come to Australia, you should contact Bjorn Baker. Is that how it happened? Yes, he certainly did. Um, I think I think he might have said that because he already secured a job with Bjorn, so he's, um, he was... Uh, he was eager to 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 get me on board as well. Um, we sort of we, we we become good friends in that time. We we met we met each other, um, and he he was very he was, he he also gave, gave me good advice. He was he was very eager for me to come over to to go over to um to Australia, and he said, if you ever do so, make sure you contact me. There always there will be a job for you straight away um and once i made that decision to to come to australia he i he was like you said he was the first person i contacted and within within a couple of days um he asked me when so john when can you start so it's a great Mm. feeling um to to be accepted that quickly well you finally arrived in sydney you landed that job with bjorn baker at warwick farm but you didn't ride in a race for 12 months. And again, that was by your own choice. And there was also a small matter of 10 kilograms you had to get off. Yes. Um, I arrived in Sydney 
obviously I haven't looked, I haven't even got on the scales for 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 a good few years now. Um, and arriving in Sydney, I um, once I made that that decision to to really focus and get get back in the swing of things and wanting to start riding again. So I popped on the scales for the first time, and I was I was quite heavy. Um, I think I was around about 62, 64 kilos. Um, and the more I said, said to people, I'm going to get my weight down, I'm going to start riding, the more people, people said to me, you're crazy. There's, no, <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's nothing of you already. How are you going to lose 10 kilos? Mm. Um, so, so it was not many people thought I could get the weight off. off. Um, but I knew I could. Um, I wasn't going to give up. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't give up, and because I, I wanted to prove to myself, that I, I was, I was able to do it, and I wouldn't give it a, a full go, full go of getting the weight off, and with a lot of support of my family mm. and my partner, my partner, my partner Kirsten. She, um, they all supported me a lot through through getting the the weight off, and. Mm. Um, and I and I and I got the weight off, and I started started riding, which was not many people thought I, there was there was much to lose, but yeah. come off eventually. You proved them wrong. Now, before yeah. you started riding in races, of course, you had to ride in twenty official trials to gain your ticket to ride in races, and that was easier said than done. You were telling me the other day, Jean, that you were never off the phone. Talking to trainers, asking for a ride at the trials. Yeah, um, obviously, I, 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 I got I ran about five trials of Bjorn, um, mm. and the other fifteen I had to sort out myself. Mm. So, me being very hungry and very, very eager to get going, um, I was off on the phone. Every single day, as soon as as soon as the the noms come out for for trials, I was on the phone, ringing it every every trainer that had a horse in the trials. Doesn't matter who they was. <laughs> um, and like I said to you the other day, John is is I've I've become more of a familiar voice than a, than a than a familiar face <laughs> it's, it's because because I was on yeah. the phone nonstop and yeah. everywhere I everywhere I go, I'd I'd be carrying the catalogue, the racing calendar with me. Um, just to get the the trainers' numbers and contact contact details, so I can ring them yeah. straight away. Um, mm -hmm. But no, I, I I knocked those twenty trials off fairly quickly. Um, a, a good people was amazed how quickly I did knock them out the way, mm -hmm. um, which was again it was it was um it was very pleasing for me to get them out the way so quickly. Your first race ride was given to you by the Hawkesbury trainer Scott Singleton. The horse was called Court Victory. The meeting was at Cessnock. You ran third, and it must have been almost as good as a win. It was. Um, it was. Uh, Scott Scott said to me, "He's quite a tricky horse to ride. Um, he sort of he can't he can't. You just lot of got to let him think he was in charge. And for a guy that's saying having his first ride again." Um, after a good a good few years having having his first ride again, he um he he was a horse that knew exactly what to do and um he he took me around the course and um he was a front runner um and we finished third on it on on him 
and it was it was a great thrill to actually finish third on the on the horse. Um, and a few months later, I've, I actually I actually won a good few races on on Core Victory. I think I mm. I end, ended up with a tally of of five rides and four winners on yes. on Core Victory. So it was um, it was very nice to build build that type of relationship with a horse who had my first ride on it in Australia. My word, to supply your very first winner. And that was a mare called Our Brown-Eyed Gal. Uh, the meeting was on the Sapphire Coast and uh, it was a long way from Wolverhampton. It was. Um, it was a long drive. I remember I remember uh, my uncle and I um, <laughs> Doing the drive up to Sapphire Coast, um, it was it was such a long drive, and I've, if I can remember, remember correctly, I only had two or three rides there, um, and uh, it was it was very pleasing because I didn't actually think I was just going through the motions, um, didn't expect anything, just sort of went went there, and it was it was. I was just going to have an, a, a, another great day in the saddle riding and races. Um, and the winner completely become un, unexpected. Nothing gave me the indication that she would win because she sort of, she was sort of out of form for, for quite a while. Mm. Um, and then she come out and won, which was a great thrill. I remember thinking, oh, this has actually just happened. Mm. Um, but no, it was, it was a great feeling. Um, and I was, I uh, I was I couldn't say thank you to to Gary enough times after after the the race. Of course, well it didn't take long before the city opportunities started to trickle in. Uh, you were booting home an odd winner here and there on the metropolitan tracks, and then came that exciting day, John, when you rode a winning treble at Royal Randwick for three different trainers: uh, Jean Dubois, Chris Lees. And Kim War, what a day! Oh, it was it was a, it was a great day. Um, I remember thinking going to the meeting. I was quite confident with my first ride um, for Jean Dubois because it's a horse I've been trialing, and he gave me a great feels, great feel at the trials. Um, and it 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 took a long time to get the horse through the through the races, so I was very excited, and I knew the horse had above average ability. Um, and he won, and so the first one won, and then I was on another horse for Kim War over over the fifteen fifty distance at distance, and um, another horse I had a bit to do with, and every, I think today I won won on him was the third time I rode him for the preparation, and the first two times I said to Kim, this horse is really not far away. We just need to be patient with with him. Um, he's 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 gonna he's gonna he's gonna win a race very shortly, um, and that that day, that day he um he won and um Kim was very happy. I was very happy, and the owners were very happy because we sort of we was quite patient with the horse to um to finally let him win. And then it, I remember it was the last race. It was the last race for Chris Lee's. I thought I thought the horse had a great chance as well, but there was a couple other nice chances in the race. Um, and, um, we sort of, we sort of jumped out the gates and straight away, I could see that the race was going to pan out and, and out in, in our favor. I got the horse into a great position, mm. exactly where Chris wanted him. Um, and 
we turned for home and and we 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 come off a we kind of come off one of the the main chances in the races back mm. and we sort of just just went we cruised past past that horse and I remember just the the horse just gave me a great feeling two hundred from home she just she mm. just gave me a good kick and I knew we, I was going to be hard to run down so it was a great day and up to up to today I still remember that remember the day nice and clear. If I had to pick your favourite horse to date, I think I'd settle for Samadout. Trained by your boss, Bjorn Baker, you've won three city races on him, including that very good win at the Canterbury night meeting last Friday night. I think he was also your first city winner, John, wasn't he, at Warwick Farm one day? He was. Um, very, going back quite a while, um, he, was my, he's my, he was my first city winner. Um, and he's, he's just a great, honest horse, you know, he, um, he, he, uh, he really, he really tries and really puts his best, best foot forward every single time he goes to, he goes to the race and just tries his absolute heart out. So he's definitely a horse close to my heart, um, for, for, for giving me those three wins. Um, so no, he's, he's definitely up there. One of my favorite horses. Um, and it's very nice. I, I, I still get the, the pleasure to ride him now. You've always liked a cult called Ail Merton. He's only had six starts so far. He's won two. You won a maiden two-year-old on him at Canterbury. Andrew Adkins won the Todman Stakes on him, and then Tori, uh, Tommy Berry rode him in the Golden Slipper, in which he finished 10th, but he was only four lengths behind the winner Esther Jarb. Now, after that, he went to the Hayes Dabenig stable. He went to Melbourne. He had a couple of runs down there. Uh, but I notice now he is back with Jean Dubois. Yeah. Um, he was – so Al Merton was actually the, one, of, one of the winners I had on the, on the day I, I rode a treble. Mm. Um, and he's the horse I, I thought was above average ability and – I'm very excited for him to get to the races, and it was, it was, it was. He, he's, he's been a, he's been a. I've been a huge fan of his purely for the fact because he's, he's, um, the horse's personality is, which is, was just, it's just phenomenal. He's got a great demeanour about himself. He carries himself nicely, and he uh, takes everything into his own stride. And he's just very relaxed and. Um, he um, he's never the horse is never in a rush of any of anything. Mm. Just does exactly what what I ask him to do, and um, and go in the direction that I point him into. Um, so it's, it's um, it was very exciting that I got to win on him at least one time. Um, mm. It was um, it was a bit of a heartbreaking situation when he won the the Tudman Stakes because I could have actually rode him. In that race, um, but unfortunately, um, I, I already committed to to another race on the same day, and um, so it was heartbreaking for me that day. But with the, the the other race that I committed to on the same day, it was nice to. It was actually the the provincial. Um, it was one of the provincial champion series, um, and mm. so and I actually won the race on on a, on a on a horse of King War. Uptown lad, yeah. Um, I actually won that race. So, um, now, Jean, the, 
Where is Ail Merton? Have you been in touch with Jean Dubois? I mean, he's got a lot of ability, that horse, and he's back in the Dubois stable. Have you any idea where he's at? I, I, I actually I actually asked Jean the other day about him, probably about a week ago, where Al Merton is, and Jean said he's he's back he's back with him in training. Um, and I asked how is he, and he said he's he, he's he's really in good in in good form and good spirit. So hopefully. Hopefully, Sean said it's not going to be too long before he gets back to the trials, um, and hopefully, I can I can build a relationship with the horse again because, um, mm. like I said, purely for the fact that he's one of my all-time favourites, um, and he's back with Jean Dubois, so um, I really I, I I I feel very positive that I can get back on board on board with him and um, and and achieve a few a few milestones and. Just, he, yeah. he might be the horse that takes me takes me places. Who knows? Uh, exactly, John. A small group of trainers have been very good to you, and have continued to give you regular opportunities. I know Kim War is one of them. Yeah, Kim's been great to me. She um she uh she's given me a lot of rides. Um, I remember early days. Kim gave me ride after ride after ride. Mm. Um, I think she probably gave me about six rides or so before I rode a winner on for her. Mm. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, I really need to start riding a winner, a winner for, for Kim. Mm. Um, and then finally it happened. Um, and it, it was a great feeling to, to ride a winner for Kim. And, and after that, it was just winner after winner we had. And um, re- Kim and I really started becoming, become to work closely. Um, and she, she, uh, she had a lot of a lot of faith in me every time I went out there just to to ride her horses in the in in the to the best of my ability and put them in the best position. Um, so no, Kim's been a great great supporter of mine, and and I really 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 think we there's still a lot a lot left in the future for us. I think um, I think we've got a, a great relationship and. And there's only we can only build from it. And your boss, of course, Bjorn Baker, uh, has been very, very good. Yeah, Bjorn's been a great supporter of mine as as well. Um, gave me a nice few winners going back to Samadout. Um, gave me a good few winners on Samadout, and having my first city winner for Bjorn was was great. Um, and and riding and beyond actually giving me a group one a group one ride in the, in the Epsom not so long ago was was um was a great thrill too so no beyond's been been a great supporter um he um he certainly puts me in my place when when when, when i need to when he when he thinks <laughs> i need to be um he certainly doesn't hang back um which is good um beyond, beyond and i've got a great relationship um and again um we can only build from it as well 152 winners, John, since uh, you kicked off uh, with that win on the Sapphire Coast on our brown-eyed gal. You've crammed a heck of a lot into your 24 years. You've been to more places than most of us ever see in a lifetime. Congratulations on the job you've done so far. Uh, You've got a long road ahead. 
I'm sure there'll be many opportunities to come your way. All you've got to do is keep the nose to the grindstone because you've got enough natural ability uh, to keep on riding winners and make your mark in Sydney racing. And I really appreciate your time with us on the podcast, Jean Van Overmeer. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, John. Um, I just also wanted to add that I, I really appreciate all the support from every single owner and every single trainer out there that, 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 that have the faith and faith in put, putting me on race day. Um, I always go there and try my best for, for everyone. And I'm, I'm, I'm very, very grateful for the opportunities I get. Um, so hopefully the, the support can continue. And as I said, very thankful for, for all the opportunities. And so no, it's, it's, it's a great thrill. The 2019 Sydney Classic Yearling Sale will entail four days of book one, February the 9th to the 12th, when 808 yearlings will be offered, and the highway session, book two, February the 14th, which will see a further 205 youngsters go under the hammer. Wednesday the 13th of February will be a highway race day at Warwick Farm, featuring two highway handicaps, one for country trained horses, one for provincial trained horses. If the winner of either highway race is an eligible English graduate, the winning trainer will receive a $50,000 credit voucher to spend at the highway session the following day. In recent years, the classic sale has produced horses like She Will Rain, Yankee Rose, Extreme Choice, Extra Brute, I Am A Star, Hellbent and Maid of Heaven, all distinguished Group 1 winners. Top horses just keep turning up from the Sydney Classic Yearling Sale. <laughs>